The only thing you ever perfected was stealing my thunder. Stealing your thunder, eh? Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, Dee Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime Miss Carol. And Miss Carol <gasps> thinks all those kids are little Charlotte Pickles scream in the distance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, a deep rock rat's guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I, like could imagine it when you said that and i was like oh at least i know it whatever it is the phrase as soon as you said it i could picture the big hat in my yeah, head yeah. it's like i can't place anything else about this statement what sleeper cell <laughs> activation word did you just say to me miss carol Who do i have to assassinate in the big hat miss <laughs> carol thinks all her kids are little and that phrase is burned into my skull mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that, that's about oh god I was I we we're talking about this before we started recording I was gonna pull a deeper reference an older reference and then I referenced the realized the reference I did pull was thirty years old and my body is disintegrating <laughs> my finger I ha, I don't have fingerprints anymore which is great because I plan on stealing <laughs> a lot of stuff but now you don't have the friction yes but now they can't catch a lot of money to cryogenically freeze myself <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you Walt. Mm. Uh, well, what what anime series did we pull from the Disney Vault this week, dear uh, <laughs> watchers? Uh, I I tried. Uh, we <laughs> they don't own anime yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they'll get there. They'll get there. Uh, this week we're watching Life Lessons with Uramachi Onisan. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. From what it sounds like, all we know is it's about a a uh, disgruntled TV show host, or children's mm-hmm. TV show host, and that's all we're going on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, do either of you uh, know more about this? Uh, nope, just that. And I think, I mean, it sounds like it could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know much. Looking, uh, looking this up, I was like, this, this just seems like a common enough trope that everyone's familiar with. But I'm like, mm. how? How often does this actually happen? Like, was Mr. Rogers actually kicking his shoes off the symbiote? Ah, fuck these kids, I'm out of here! And but like, we know that's not true. We Mr. Know that's Rogers not true. is a very nice man. He was, he was a great mm-hmm. man. But I looked it up, because like, this seems like a common enough trope that it's got to be mm-hmm. based on something. And I couldn't really... I mean, granted, it was all hearsay and rumors and, you know, this and that. So, you know, there might not even be real documentation of it or any stuff written down. I couldn't really find any like disgruntled children so hosts, or at least none, none that are worth talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm surprised. This seems seems like a common occurrence, but not as common as we think. Mm-hmm. Like even when Steve yeah. quit Blue's Clues, it wasn't like because he hated it or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even in, like, Lucky Star, we saw the trope of, like, the mm-hmm. ending, uh, end credits, like, oh, I'm a pop star, but I'm so crushingly sad. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
it's it's always circling around uh, stuff, but it's it's time it got its star role, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pop stars I could understand more, but like children's show, it's like you gotta really like kids if you're going into children's entertainment. That's the point of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess we'll see how it goes with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna watch the first three episodes. They're random edgelords who ready to go to Hot Topic in this year 2008? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna get a Pierce the Veil t-shirt. Yeah. I didn't even listen to that band. I feel like this... problematic? They might be problematic. Mm. Isn't everybody in turn for... <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> MCR. I like band. MCR. <laughs> it's weird. I've kind of had a weird emo phase revival music-wise lately. Mm. It didn't in high school. I didn't really in high school, but for some reason I'm living in it on my 30s now, because why not? <laughs> Who's going to stop me? You? Not. Yeah. It's your life. Uh, you're not my real mom. <laughs> my apartment. You can't tell me what to do. And this yeah, show? Eat shit, Greg, my landlord. <laughs> He's a very nice man. <laughs> I have no and this show's perfect to cultivate your angst. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh yeah, so we start out episode one. It's your standard, uh, very cheery preschool show. Uh, it's a show called Together with Momon, and uh, its host is the titular Urimachi uh, Onisan. Uh, I'm going to call him Maine. That's a very long name. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the main host, uh, he's talking with the kids. You know, the standard, like, hey, kids, we have a fun show for you today. Just super bright and peppy. Uh, but uh, as he gets to the end of his intro, his voice goes hoarse, and he starts struggling a little bit. And the kids are like, oh, are you feeling all right? He's like, oh, that's just from all the heavy drinking. Opening <laughs> credits. <laughs> we got <laughs> You like that joke? Get ready for another three episodes of it. <laughs> Yeah, truly, already, that's that's about the peak of the humor they delve into, so it's going to be pretty one-note uh, from here on out. Uh, so, uh, we just get a sample episode of, uh, he's asking the kids how they're feeling, and they're like, oh, I'm happy, I'm cheerful. He's like, oh, but I'm depressed. Ha ha ha. Rim, uh, 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 I was gonna say rim smack. <laughs> rim smack. <laughs> Ow! Ow! Shit! <laughs> Just with your hand. <laughs> uh, uh, we needed some sort of unexpected humor in this. So. <laughs> we, well, we gotta pull those jokes here today because the show's <laughs> not. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, a kid. Is like, oh, I'm gonna cast a magic spell to make you feel better. He's like, oh, I'm going to cast a spell that will protect you from the trials of adulthood. And yeah, uh, truly, we just keep going through this several more times. Production on the show doesn't seem to care. As long as he's outwardly cheerful, it's whatever he says is fine. So who cares? Um, so uh, 
they sing uh, the usual ABC song was replaced with his uh, protest song to corrupt executives uh, for uh, exploiting his pay and he tells the kids to like beware the work life uh, crushing adulthood ah existentialism for babies <laughs> um, for baby uh, so many times when we get to shows like this where it's like so surface level like yeah edgy ha. like I'm I'm I say I depress and I drink a lot that's the extent I know about depression <laughs> and, and it's like oh you sweet summer children this is, you, <laughs> this you've is, never suffered a day in your life oh this is surface level <laughs> depression this is comedic referential depression yeah yeah um but yeah uh so uh yeah uh, take a break between the episodes uh he's uh fakes his smile to go out into the halls and like between segments he's just fuck i'm so done with this uh shit blah 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 um they get a new batch of kids in for the next episode one asks his age and he's like i'm 31 and the kid's like, oh, my dad's 29. It's kind of weird that you're playing an older brother character. And he's like, hey, uh, sh- shut up, you idiot. <laughs> Get off my ass, child. Everybody moves at their own pace, Becky. I don't know. I got a friend from high school who was 25 and had like six kids by then. And I'm pretty sure everyone has to live up to their standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I was trying to think of like a terrible name that a millennial would give their kid, but I couldn't think of anything. Malachi, but uh, <laughs> as white <laughs> suburban as you can spell it. Paisley. <laughs> a lot of Y's. And- <laughs> yeah, Y's and G-H's. And, <laughs> uh, so uh, we get to the next segment where they're calling in the Bear and Bunny friends. Uh, just two mascot characters dressed up like a bear and a bunny. And they're like, oh, they can't hear us. Cheer a little bit louder. And they still don't come out. He's like, all right, try a little more. And then he just loses his voice because he has to keep shouting because, you know, all the heavy drinking. Um, And then it cuts to him backstage yelling at them like, I told you to come out on the second cue. I'm losing my voice. I can't just scream at you all the time. They're like, oh, but but the director, and uh, they they just fight and bicker, and just he pulls like big shot. I'm the star of the show, stuff, and yeah. Uh, but wait, we find out the Bear and Bunny are old classmates because they all used to go to Sports Science University together. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote that down because that actually tickled me. I was like, huh? Why bother? Why put effort into it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all have PH or PhD, <laughs> uh, <laughs> doctor, uh, physical sure. education, or uh, yeah, PE degrees, basically. Yeah, and they're like, yes, we're gymnasts, we're strong, we're ready to work, and this is the only job we can have. Cool. Uh, so they're all sad and broke. You think for being uh, a gymnast, you wouldn't be drinking and smoking constantly? Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, he say his like soul is burning away, and uh, uh, the the mascots are like, dude, you've been at this for so long. What you clearly hate this. Why are you still doing this to yourself? Uh, like, finally, someone acknowledges, hey, this man is not okay. 
and isn't just like, yep, you're uh, edgy for the sake of being edgy. They're like, no, this, you're being so dramatic. What is wrong with you? Why are you still torturing yourself? Uh, so he wakes up the next day. He's depressed. And uh, he's got to fake a smile for the kids. And same joke, same joke, same joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his mentality is basically, yeah, you got to just fake it till you make it. Uh, don't let the bad vibes put you down. Uh, we just get some like internal monologue of like, if if you accept your own alone loser, you will be. So just keep pushing and uh, avoid the inevitable. Um, so uh, we get uh, back to the next episode where they call out Bear and Bunny again. And they still make him call three times. So uh, when they get out, he's like, oh, we got a fun game. Uh, you're going to play tag with uh, the bunny. And every time you catch him, kids, he has to do something funny. Just really setting him up to, like, you're going to be doing, like, push-ups and just jumping jacks for the next half hour. Fuck you. Don't miss your cue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, of course, he gets pissed. And after the show, they're arguing in the dressing room uh still just fighting the the same note why are you here why are you doing this don't ruin it for everyone uh and then they insult his like dead eyes because he's just so glazed over and uh unaffected by everything and he's like okay that finally awakened the anger in me and he Mm -hmm. finally like snaps and beats them up uh so they all go out to the bar. They're all still mad at each other. Uh, yeah, here's where we find out that they are, like, uh, a year or two below him uh, in college where they met. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we go back to the studio. We see a different children's show filming. Uh, this one has a man and a woman hosting. Uh, we got uh, the man, Daga. He is a singer and was supposed to be like a theater actor but uh, sort of same thing he got stuck in a dead end job he hates and uh his characteristics are so good he (laughs) thinks dirty words are funny (laughs) but like do you get it (laughs) when they say like poopy he laughs i'm gonna go on a limb here favorite character yeah, I was gonna say, he's, like, the only thing that, like, was good about this show. He is a genuine himbo. Yeah, he's just dumb as stupid. Shit. I love this dude. This guy is great. Yeah. Yeah, but just based on, like, we're hitting the same one-note thing, let's introduce another character who, again, one-note, uh... The first thing is, like, uh, there's a doctor. His name is Richard. His nickname could be Dick. It's like, uh, like you you could have so many, like, clever double entendres, but you go for, like, the cheapest common denominator dirty words, and it's like, all right, okay. This is, like... You could have had fun here. (laughs) We talked about how Your Lie in April was, like, Mad Libs by a angsty (laughs) 15-year-old. This is Mm -hmm. also like that, but just, like, the completely other end of the spectrum. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, Your Lie in April was, like romanticized like fanfic.net this is uh 4chan this is the 13 year old on 4chan listen Mm -hmm. if you tell me hey here's seven dudes and they're just gonna beat your ass and the one dude just slaps him around gently a little more i'm still gonna like him more 
I'm not saying I <laughs> yeah. love this, but I'm saying this dumb himbo that giggles at the word penis, uh, he, I'm going to take him and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, same thing. Uh, the woman, uh, where is her name? Uh, Tadano. Uh, she was a singer, tried different like pop star idols, jazz singer stuff, and it just never really clicked. Uh, so uh, our main guy walks in on the scared mascots. Uh, they're terrified because uh, they were about to talk shit about him as he walked in. But he's like, I reached a new low. I don't have the energy to even address these idiots. Uh, so he's like, all right, I, I'm reaching the end of my life uh, here. I'm getting too old. Uh, yeah, and here we get uh, Dega walks in and sets up that dick joke <laughs> and just laughs and laughs and laughs. And the main character knows to exploit it and just keeps saying dick and semen and balls and and just I, keep saying dirty words <laughs> he the first one was like a physicist and then the rest i couldn't even tell if they were real names or because he just at one just, point says dick semen i'm like i i have trouble believing that's anyone's actual name no because like if you're named richard why in god's name would you ever choose to go by dick with that as your last name so for the mm-hmm. comedy, if the, if these yeah. were actual names, maybe, but at least vary them up. Engelbert Humperdinck. That's a funny name. That one's real. <laughs> Toss that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, he sets he sets the guy up to laugh so hard he can't go out and host his segment. So the main guy hosts for him, uh, and they do a little uh we're gonna do a drawing segment hey main guy can you draw a picture for us and he draws a weird bird man holding a baguette with like a beak and a mouth and he's like "Ooh, this is the man that haunts my dreams that was pretty yep. funny to me honestly <laughs> i love the bird man <laughs> i never saw it with design. michael keaton but i enjoyed this version of it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, and and that's where we end up. Uh, uh, they he finally catches the bunny bad talking him, and he's standing behind him and hits him, and that's where we end episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of episode two, they're filming once more. Uh, Uramichi is with a bunch of kids as per usual, and he's like, "Y'all have so much energy. I wish I could have some." Wow. Um, <laughs> they all yell really loud. Huh? That's a, give me some of that. Give me some of that. I'll have what they're having. Um, they all yell, and he has, like, an angry moment. Um, he's, like, says something about, uh, you guys are still, like, so happy. Grown-ups uh, don't have any real energy. We just need to fake it till we make it. Yay. Um, then we see space, like a galaxy, and the bird man with the bread that Uramichi drew is there. And he's like floating on the baguette and there's just hundreds of him. And then Iramichi wakes up to his alarm and it's time to do it all again. Um, he goes into work, runs into the Baron Bunny guys. Um, and he's like got some pep in his step this morning. And in his mind, he's like, I've just resigned myself to having a bad time. So that makes me feel more positive somehow. <laughs> um, and he's changing in his dressing room when the producer guy knocks and he lets him in, which the producer guy finds weird. Um, and then he runs into, um, how's it? I got Ikiteru for the, the immature guy. 
I stopped um, writing names down immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I put his last name. Ikitero is his first. Oh, okay. Um now, producer tells Ikitero that Uramichi seems to be in a good mood, but then he comes out of his dressing room and he's being his usual gloomy self, and all hope is gone. Uh, it's time to start the show, so Ikitero, uh, Utano, and Uramichi are with the kids, and they're going to sing a song. Uh, how come it only rains when you forget your umbrella? Um, they sing and dance, they do another song. Uh, Uramichi has to dress up as a spider, and he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, next, mail time! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy here's the mail and never fails <laughs> um so utano reads it it's a little girl saying that she hopes to marry someone like one of the onisans one day and she asks utano which one she'd marry if she had to and then she goes off about how being handsome and funny are no excuse for real life skills and don't fall for these men don't get trapped and then she cries <laughs> um they're taking a break in the green room, and she apologizes. She talks about how much she hates her boyfriend. We love straight humor. <laughs> uh, uh, the old ball and shit. <laughs> Shout out to Jujutsu I hate Kaisen. my boyfriend so much, but we've been together for five years, so I have to stay with him. <laughs> um, the f- most you have in common with someone is your past history together. It's not a great relationship. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, the show is on in Uramichi's apartment. He's out smoking on the balcony. Time to go to work. Uh, on the show, Utano asks the kids their favorite animal, and Ikiteru is there too. And the uh, that's like happening on the TV, actually, and they're watching it in the green room, making some idle chatter. Um, Ikiteru laughs at the name Willie. Yep. Classic. Um I can't fault the guy. I laugh at him, too. <laughs> uh, Uramichi comes up and says more bad animal jokes, and Ikiteru laughs, of course. Um, and then the producer is like, Uramichi, I gotta show you something. And they made a puppet of the weird thing from his dream. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I drew that. I own that. You can't use that in the show. And they're like, actually, you did it on the show, so we own it. Um, so... The segment is Uramichi's advice corner, and the Birdman asks if Uramichi enjoys his life and what he does in his free time other than working out. And it turns out it's just the bunny actor guy because these are things that he wants to know. And Uramichi isn't having it. Um, so Bunny Man apologizes immediately. He blames the director. He tries to blame the bear actor, but it's his fault. Um... Uramichi says, Bunny Man is being judgy about his hobbies, so why doesn't Bunny Guy talk about his hobbies? And you can't say anything that's consuming media because that's not a hobby, that's escapism. And I will say that is something that my therapist told me one time. Oh. (laughs) She was like, what are your hobbies? And I was like, oh, I like to play video games. I like to read. And she was like, uh, those aren't hobbies. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. I don't uh, uh, questioning the premise of this very show right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, So, yeah. Uh, What else happens? Uh, Uramichi talks about the wall of adulthood. And once you climb that wall and make it to the other side, you don't have the energy to succeed as an adult, which I thought was actually like pretty insightful. Um, But, you know, in this show, it's like, who cares? (laughs) Um if you're not dead, then society has done its job. <laughs> That's something he says. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Next, the group of kids comes in. Aramichi asks all the kids how they feel about the weird Birdman puppet. (laughs) Perverted Um, Birdman puppet? Because he just wants to get rid of it. So if the kids don't like it, he thinks that they'll get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But a little girl is like, well, you're the one who drew it, and you called it your friend, so why don't you like it? Uh, And then tells him he needs to get real friends. (laughs) Um, He asks Ikiteru if he ever wishes that he wasn't numb. But then he'd be aware of the suffering. And Ikiteru is just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and thinking, I think thinking about lunch. Yeah. Um, next, back at home, Aramichi is in bed. It's Sunday, his day off. We see the bear man fishing. A cat comes up and he gives it the only little fish he's caught. But then a seagull snatches it away. Um, then we see Ikiteru at home cooking, but he's out of olive oil, says goodbye to his dog, and goes to get more, but then he brings his dog anyway. To good himbo. When I saw he had a dog, I'm like, that's himbo status. Mm-hmm. He's good nature. <laughs> I, Finally. I th- you redeemed yourself. <laughs> I think, like, his character is just, like, because he's not miserable, it's just kind of, like, nice that he's there. It's just something's refreshing. Yeah, it's something different. Yeah. Um... So yeah, he's the Mr. Then, Peanut Butter in this Bojack Horseman hour long analogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then when he's at the store, he hears a guy say hard salami and he laughs. laughs. Um, Utano is at a comedy show and she's like the only one clapping for this comedy duo. And that was like, I, of course the woman only gets literally like 15 seconds. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's so sweet that she goes to comedy shows. Well, she said her boyfriend's a uh, failing stand-up comedian, so I oh, think yeah. that was supposed to be her boyfriend on stage. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Bunny Man is at a casino, maybe, and then he gets a call from Bear Man about his fishing, and then he's like, oh, let's go to Uramichi's. He's probably not doing anything anyway. Um, and then he shows up with alcohol and sweets, and he asks Uramichi what he was up to, and he's like, I went to the gym. And Bunny Man is like, of course you did. Um... And then he keeps stubbing his toe on a weight, and Uramichi thinks it's very funny. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but, uh, that's the that, end of episode three. I mean, there two. it is. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, we get into the. Uh, it comes up. It's a big running joke in this show of Uramichi only works out, and like that's his mm-hmm. only hobby. And then he takes the other guy for having no real hobby and latching onto other people's hobbies like a parasite, but not being able to actually contribute to anything because he doesn't actually is not actually into those hobbies. The definition of a hobby is too broad to debate. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought a- you were going to give an exact definition of hobby right now. I was like, no. Because, oh. you know, you could debate, like, you know, like going out in nature and, like, connecting with stuff. It's like, that's also escapism from your daily life. It's like, I feel like you can get real petty and nitpicky with a definition mm. of hobby and ch- quantifying what is and isn't a legitimate hobby. Yeah, like yeah, my therapist. anything... <laughs> <laughs> sorry she was like it seems like it's something that like engages your hands and i was like video games engage your what? hands <laughs> yeah yeah what are you talking about that's yeah. okay hammering nails into a wall engages my hands i'm not gonna call that a hobby <laughs> just <laughs> sitting and hammering nails into a board of wood that's just my wednesday night <laughs> anyway episode three you see i'm trying to fill time here because god whatever just yeah <laughs> End this. End this suffering. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have depression before, this show gave it to me. Um, 
episode three starts off with Urumichi, the only character whose name I wrote down, doing his morning routine. And he notices that he's low on soap, and he tells himself, remember to pick some soap up after work. I wrote this down, mistaking it for a kind of plot device or storyline of some kind. You are I apologize in advance for wasting all of your time. Uh, then he goes to work, and the producer hands him a piece of paper saying, like, hey, here's what your costume's going to look like for a new segment we're going to try and do. And Armie's just like, oh, God. And we get the opening. And then uh, the lady singer and Himbo come in. Uh, uh, producer also hands uh, Himbo his new costume, saying he's part of the segment as well. And he's like, oh, I gotta wear this. Um, so clearly something's going on. Then they start recording the show. And honestly, I don't know why they keep these people employed, because the amount of post work they have to do to cut out all of their uh, yeah. depressive <laughs> monologuing and like redo all the ADR for it has to be so expensive. They should all be fired, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they start filming the show, and the lady singer starts with the show saying, like, oh, she's got a tummy ache. It must have been something she ate. It wasn't clean, or her hands weren't clean when she ate it. Uh, so the bear and bunny come out, and they go, ah, we got to watch out for germs, and you got to wash your hands. We know who can help with that. Germinator! And we see the himbo come out, and like an A-shirt and shorts and like a white cape with a big J on his shirt and says he's the Germinator. I'm guessing there's some joke in the original subtitles for why it's a J. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and he says, uh, yeah, you gotta get rid of all the germs on your on your hands before you eat because they'll make you sick. And then uh, your uh, Amici comes out and he's Bacterion and he's basically wearing the same outfit but purple. And he's got little like antennas. And Terminator's like, ah, we gotta stop that bacteria, and starts throwing balls at him. Uh, but he throws it too hard and nails uh, in this like right between the eyes and like nearly concusses him. He's like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to throw it easy. He's like, sorry, I, I kind of gotta commit to stuff when I do it. Uh, I'm method. I'm a you method actor from the theater. Fuck method acting. <laughs> also known as assholes. Um, yep. <laughs> and then they give up all the kids a bunch of the balls, so the kids start getting involved with it and fighting off Bacterion. And uh, he, we see Yurimichi, like basically diving around and jumping around on set using his gymnastic skills to get in the way of the balls, so the kids actually hit him. So it actually takes a lot out of him. And then we see Terminator starts pelting him again, uh, but not pulling his throws. Uh, and the segment's about washing your hands. That's kids' television. Mm-hmm. And after that segment, Himbo goes in to check on Yurimichi, saying, like, hey, you kind of got roughed up pretty hard there. Sorry about that. And he calls him uh, Bruzamichi Onosan. Ha-ha-ha-ha. Ha-ha-ha. Wow. Wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> and play not about penises. Wow. We we really advanced. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see why it's not about penises. Um, and then uh, while he's talking to Yurimichi, meanwhile we see Bear and Bunny leaving work. And so once again, Bunny is just shitting on Yurimichi, who seems to be one of his only friends, but he hates and fears him. And once again, it's just these people making their own lives miserable because they can't make any real decisions for themselves and move on. Uh, and then once again, Yurimichi overhears them because he's in the lobby of the building. And he calls Bunny out, saying he's not very funny. And he gave Himbo the name Bruzamichi Ono-san uh, and told him to say it. And then they leave 
and on the way home, Miramichi's thinking about the segment and how you gotta wash your hands. Then he remembers he has to buy soap, and then he buys soap. Wow. Glad we wrapped that storyline up. <laughs> Great. That was gonna keep me up all night. <laughs> and then a uh, new segment. One morning, Miramichi wakes up, getting ready for work. Uh, and as he opens the door, there's some religious solicitors there asking him if he believes in God. And he surely does not, because what God would give him the life that he has now. And just kind of shits on them like he does everybody he encounters. And then goes to work. While at work, there's like a weird fog lens over the camera. And we see Yurimichi like doing the show, but we hear an, uh, like monologue in his head uh, of like what his thoughts are. And... I would have written any of them down if they mattered, but it's just depressive thoughts and him disassociating while he's working. Uh, and then... Oh, he says he can't believe him in, believe in himself anymore. Um, and then we see the fog clears away from the lens, and a little girl asks if he's a good drawer, because uh, she heard that the bunny told him that he was good at everything, especially drawing. And Yurimich is like, no, I'm, I'm not really, but... I guess we're on camera, so I gotta do it. And she asks him to draw Cura Pure, which I'm guessing is a pretty cure brand name, legally dissimilar brand name. Forgot mm-hmm. to check that off the list. Mm-hmm. Whoop. Uh, but yeah, he she asks to draw uh, essentially a pretty cure character. And he's like, oh boy, I, that sounds complicated. Uh, here we go. Let's see how I do. And uh, he wants to believe, he wants to be someone that they can believe in because there is a weird inner inner voice moment of his like hearing his thoughts because he's like i'm i suck and i'm depressed and i hate everything but i'm still a children's show host and i have to be something that they can believe in so they can try to have like a happier life than me Mm -hmm. but we've just seen the last three episodes of him talking to kids of how depressing life is so it's like why what why now pick a lane yeah yeah you're, yeah, you don't get your redeeming moment this far in by being like, oh, I'm I'm helping these kids as I verbally berate them and tell them to give up hope immediately. Yeah. I drew these two little girls a picture, and now I'm good. <laughs> I'm good now. Turned it all around. Uh, so he draws the picture, he draws his best pretty cure, and they're not the Birdman from his nightmares, but they're in that style of it, like being like weirdly muscular and like, kind of plain in an unsettling way uh and of course the girls hate it it's weird and they lose faith in Yurimichi. and then himbo comes out he goes don't worry i got this and he goes up uh and draws uh for the girls and when he starts drawing even the one little girl's like starting to have the realization of like oh maybe i shouldn't have asked you to draw this like i've asked my mom before and even she says it's hard to draw so maybe this is a lot to put on somebody like out of nowhere i'm like why does this five-year-old have more emotional growth than any other character? <laughs> and Someone uh, needs to. <laughs> someone's got to carry the slack. It can't be that one dog we've seen in a scene. Um, and as she's saying that, Himbo's like, all right, and I'm done. And he draws like a photo, like, r- like copy of the pretty cure character. Or, sorry, the Kira pretty. Kira pure, whatever. Uh, he draws them exactly right. And they're like, oh, wow, that's so good. Yurimichi's like, how did you do that? He's like, oh, I looked them up before I came out here. I overheard it. Um, and, you know, I'm a pretty good artist, but, you know, I couldn't do it in theater, so why bother? Um, and he says uh, he still looks up to Yurimichi and thinks his work was better. And then they go back to the green room. The bunny apologizes for setting up Yurimichi again. 
And then Yurimichi asks if he believes in God, I guess trying to tie in the earlier segment <laughs> for some reason. Acting like Why try now? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, yeah, he asks if he believes in God and then just like beats him up again off camera. And then the bear's like, hey, Himbo, do you believe in God? He's like, sure do. He's like, bless you, Himbo. Only thing good in the show. <laughs> Next segment, the director is revealing like a bumper of the show when the crew walks by and he pulls Hiromichi off to the side. He goes, hey, hypothetically, just, you know, completely fictional, what if you had to come into work early or you had to stay to work late? What would you rather? Hypothetically, of course. He's <laughs> like, I guess I'd rather stay late. He's like, fantastic, come with me. You're going to stay working late. Uh, wasn't a hypothetical it was a trap I management don't trust a word I say <laughs> uh, and then he tells uh, Yurimichi that the higher ups liked his weird muscle ladies that he drew the other day for the children uh, and he wants them he wants Yurimichi to draw on draw all of them like on these balls that he has and Yurimichi's like well I guess I'm doing this now and we see the clock pass and he's there for hours and hours and hours and while he's uh, drawing them, he spills a bunch of the balls and starts having an existential crisis. And as he's cleaning up, uh, picking them up, he's reflecting on uh, why he's feeling so guilty, not doing any any work that's meaningful for a career. And then he starts questioning what meaningful work would be. And he starts flip-flopping in that, on that for a bit. Uh, and then we see him just kind of pass out for a while. Next day, we see Bear and Bunny come in, and they check on Yurimichi. Turns out he pulled an all-nighter, and he slept in that room. So he was just, like, hunched over a chair, like, on a table asleep. And the bunny goes to check on him, and also maybe to mess with him, and he sees Yurimichi's already awake. He says, I didn't sleep too well, because I didn't have any booze or pills. Ha <laughs> ha Sleep problems. And then, uh, while shooting that day... Oh, he says, uh, don't worry, though. I'll, I'll get what's rightfully owed to me today. And kind of wanders out of the room. Uh, and then later that day they're shooting. And Bunny gets hurt and trips. And they say they need Germinator to come in and disinfect the Bunny's wounds. So when Germinator comes out. He's followed by Bacterion again. Who shows up. But now he's got his own balls that he throws at Germinator. Uh, and it's all the balls that Iramichi spent all night drawing faces on. And when he throws the balls at Germinator. They like turn to goo and like stick to him. Uh, and it's a running joke with the Germinator Bacterion segment that they keep messing up their own names and calling each other the wrong ones, even though it's only two names. I mean, even I got it right so far. That was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Every time they messed up and like one of the kids was like, it's been two minutes, and they can't even do this. <laughs> he just said his own name like a minute ago, and he got it wrong again. Um, and then uh, Yurimichi says... Uh, this was his hard work. This was the hard work that finally paid off. And he starts laughing, and the other crewmates are on the side. They're like, "Does it mean? Does it mean his pay, his work paid off because he won the fight? Because Germinator won the battle?" And they're like, "I guess that's a weird win, but I guess Yurimichi needed it." And then like it pauses, and a little note comes up. It's like uh, they ended up having to reshoot the entire scene anyway because the bad guy can't win. Uh, and then we get uh, the credits. And then there's a post-credit scene, like joy, a four-minute post. Like it was, it was a decent amount of the show. And I'm like, why is this? I don't this? understand why they put it after the credits. It could have just a been lot. before the credits. If you do a post-credit scene under 30 seconds, anything more than that, just do before the credits. Like it's weird. <laughs> um, so we see uh, Yurimichi's at home working out late at night, 
And when he finally stops, he turns on the TV and sees uh, Kira Pure, the show he had to draw the characters from. And he's reflecting on uh, people doing well at what they like, saying like, uh, if you do what you if you do what you like, you're always going to be doing well at it because it's your own personal motivation that's driving you rather than like an external motivation. Uh, but anytime he tries to draw anything, uh, his apathy is very apparent in what he draws. It leaks into his work, and he hates seeing it in that. So we kind of get a hint of character development that he might like to draw? Yeah. Question mark? Thankfully, they hit it in a post credit scene. <laughs> three. Everyone hit those credits because we're like, all right, I'm done, and just stopped watching. Um and then while he's watching TV, a commercial pops on for like, hey, pop psychology quiz late at night. You can trust how reliable this is going to be. Uh, here's the psychology quiz. Draw what I tell you, and how you draw those will reflect your mental status. So he tells him to draw like a house and a family and a pet. And then uh, after Yurimichi draws those, the guy on TV goes over him. He's like, if you drew uh, the family and they're close together, it's a well-knit family they're loving and close if you drew them pretty spaced out that means you got some you know relationship issues and you can't connect well with people and all this stuff and he's like if you drew the pet and people are able to recognize what that pet is you got a you're pretty grounded and have a well identity of self-worth if people can't tell what that pet is you might be a narcissist and kind of delusional and got to figure your shit out uh, so he takes a picture of what he drew and texts it to somebody. I stopped caring at this point. Um, <laughs> and it's like a dog. It looks like a ghost dog or like it's got tentacles or something. And uh, when he sends it to someone, everyone replies back like, what is that, a capybara? What? It, it, this is a weird <laughs> dragon thing? It's like, no, it's a dog. So basically implying like, Yurimichi's messed up. Which I am astonished they have to say it because... In That's case you show. didn't get it by now, <laughs> Yurimichi's a bad person. <laughs> hey, wow. Remember what Light Yamagi, Yamagi would do if he never got the death note? Yagami. He, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I care. <laughs> Yogamine. <laughs> Light yogurt. Yogurt. Light play yogurt. Both of these guys <laughs> sucked. <laughs> That's episode three. Good on you yeah. for being so thorough in your description because this show is nothing. <laughs> I the, we the show wasn't great. We've had other shows not great and very segmented like this. We still got to do the podcast though, so I got to yeah. fill time somehow. <laughs> Whatever. I, I appreciate your dedication. Uh, you you uh, you workhorse you. Uh, we could yeah, summarize the whole thing was, with shitty dudes depressed with his life choices. That's the show. It just killed in three minutes. Yeah, like, truly, like, number one, this type of humor, like, the parodying Mr. Rogers and Barney and stuff, peaked in, like, 98. So mm -hmm. this is very dated of a premise for even just a sketch. And then it's dragged out into three episodes. Uh, so that's good. Um, yeah, you mentioned BoJack. There is that element of, like, oh, disgruntled TV star. There's behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, there's unhappy. But even that gives some sort of, like, difference in, like, narrative rather than just saying, hi, I'm a horse. I'm depressed. Drink. I mean, that is the first season. But still. <laughs> yeah. But they move away from that because, weird, that gets tired very fast. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is just, this is uh, teaching nihilism to 12-year-olds, and that's all you really need to uh, take away from it. Mm. Basically. Are we there yet? Why bother? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. what's even the point of answering? I don't care. (laughs) I'm so pathetic. I don't know. I just thought, I don't know. When I heard about it, I was like, this premise could be fun. I feel like it yeah, has, I, like... It could be. Know. It could be something. I was looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought there was going to be more of just, like, a... Uh, over it. Like, uh, sort of like a fame of, like, over the fame, rather than, like, ah, I'm supposed to be cheery, but I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I'm, yeah. I think it's the thing that Bojack does, is they started developing the characters, instead of just relying on the single punchline for, you know, every segment and every episode. So... I, uh, you know, sometimes with, especially with anime, some of our shows doesn't quite pick up or doesn't quite have like the twist that's in the story within the first three episodes. And that's up for debate if that's a good choice or not. With this, there's genuinely nothing endearing or interesting about any of the characters. Yeah. So it's like, I don't care if any of them actually have any growth in the next nine episodes. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, we're, it's like, what, 12 episodes, so we're a quarter of the way through the show, and just genuinely nothing. Like, Lucky Star had more going on than the show. <laughs> I was more invested yeah. in the mundane <laughs> conversation about how you eat chocolate croissants than it's just... It's because, like, the- they, like, have fleshed out personalities. Mm-hmm. All these girls, like, you understand what they're about, and you understand, like, they're multi-layered. Yeah. Whereas, like, these people have one thing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, so. it's also tough with just, like, entertainment that's not entertaining. Do you just want to be depressed and understand the challenges of adulthood and living in a life with a career that you don't like? That's just a lot of people's lives. Why make a show <laughs> about that? But, like, BoJack, they deep dive into it, and they get much deeper, and, like, there are crazy plot lines that happen. So... Mm-hmm. They go places with it. It's very, very, very depressing places. But it's more than just, why bother living at all? Life's a joke. Ha ha. Who watches The Watchmen? But, like, (laughs) more boring. It's about ethics and games journalism. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a reoccurring joke with the rabbit is he keeps, like, slamming his foot into stuff and getting hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. why is this a joke? Why is this a recurring bit? It's mm. there's nothing. If you want to get depressed and introspective, watch BoJack Horseman or Bo Burnham's Inside. And if you want to watch a children's show, uh, go watch episodes of Bear in the Big Blue House on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Or Blue Clues. Yeah, I. I think that's also part of this is uh, th- now that I work in exactly these children's <laughs> shows. It just also is grading of like no no that's no they're not like this Uh, no yeah it's the opposite extreme of like oh boy working entertainment must be the dream it's like no and it's like working entertainment is literally hell on earth it's like it's also no it's not great at times we're not gonna deny that but like yeah it's like so far on the other end and once again it's it's entertainment both this show and the show within the show like the story-wise you can easily quit and do any other job like they're like i have to do this this is my job it's like here's a wild notion for you fucking quit 
That's what I do. Do anything <laughs> other than that job you hate. So, uh, it's, it's so this just, wasn't good. Upsetting. No. Disappointing. Yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've, yeah, we've we, had some no, strikeouts. We feel nothing about it at this point. Uh, apathy. Uh, okay. Well, the, if there's a show you, the, the listener, would like us to watch, you can send your recommendation to We're us. We're shit on. We'll do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Life Who is meaningless. Cares? I go for positive uh, nihilism. The world is ending. There's no point in existence. Fucking do whatever. Go nuts. Have a fun time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, live fast, leave a sexy corpse, whatever the <laughs> thing is. Uh, uh, yeah, uh... <laughs> Uh, our emails are gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram uh, at arewebthereyet on both. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at honeyperiod or on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart. And honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at A-B-T-S Brendan stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I did for nearly seven years. Why? It doesn't matter. I did it, though. Because I did something. <laughs> Fuck you, Irma Tech. What's his name? Uramenshi? Uramenshi? Doesn't no, matter. Like Doesn't At matter. <laughs> Fuck him. Give me the himbo. Uh, thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork. Thank you to Louis Zong for theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we, oh, who even cares? Oh, oh boy. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>